1: The following podcast contains explicit language.
0: Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. We need to talk about Cameron. Um, yeah, we totally need to talk about Cameron. Actually, we need to talk to Cameron. Cameron, get over here. What?
2: Cameron, it's time. (laughs) It's time for what? What's going on? What are you guys doing?
0: Cameron, you know what time it is. We told you we have a lot of curious listeners who have questions for you. And it's time that you answer those questions, Cameron. Well, all right. So let's get to it in this very special bonus episode Cameron Tells All.
1: Welcome to another By the Book bonus episode, our between-season treat for your ears.
0: We're calling this bonus episode, Cameron Tells All.
1: We've put our producer, Cameron, in the hot seat, and he'll be answering all your questions about producing By the Book and about himself in general.
0: Yes, and we'll be throwing a few of our own questions in there while we're at it. Cameron, Cameron's touching his forehead now like he's like, not ready for this. Oh, no, I'm so ready. Okay. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm mentally preparing. I'm getting He's getting the in the zone. Okay, I'm getting in the zone. Okay,
0: <laughs> you got to be in the zone. Got to be in the zone because we've got not... a lot of questions for you.
2: Okay. Are you ready? I am as ready as I'll ever be.
0: Okay, so question number one. A lot of people want to know, why did you even decide to work on buy the book? You picked us right. We I like, did. We I had I had a us.
2: choice between this show and another show, and I chose this one because I had a previous relationship with you guys. I've known you for a while, and I like you guys, and it's fun Yay. to hang out. And I'm do very flattered. Um, I thought it would be really fun. To work on a project together because we have worked together in the past, but we have never actually, like, done something together from the bottom up. And I thought it would be cool, and I was really curious to see what would happen. The other thing is this show is kind of a comedy show, and that's my wheelhouse a little bit. Well, we are in
0: the iTunes comedy category. It's true. Yeah, we're not even sort of a comedy. We're just – we're a full-on comedy. sure. I am very glad you picked us. And comedy. Yes. Me
2: too. I will always pick comedy. Yes.
1: Good. And we'll Good.
0: always pick you, Cameron.
2: Yep. Oh, it's my true. gosh.
1: You know, Cameron and comedy both start with a C, and I don't think that's a coincidence.
2: Ah! Uh, K's are funnier, that. to be fair, uh. but...
1: They do have like nice funny angles. That's true. They have silly (laughs) angles. (laughs) Okay.
2: Everyone knows K's are funny. (laughs) Come on.
1: And Kristen starts with K. Exactly. This is turning into an episode of Sesame Street and not (laughs) by the book. Let's get to that next question. Yes, please. Uh, Cameron, what did you think of self help books before starting this project? And what do you think of them now? Has your opinion of them changed?
2: I think my opinion of self-help was probably in between the two of your opinions. I I definitely had some of the Kristen-style skepticism. The idea of someone... I
1: think of you as like a down-to-earth young man.
2: Sure. I think uh, the idea of someone shilling bad science and taking advantage of vulnerable people is just like a despicable thing. Uh, But at the same time, I'm very, very open to the idea of self-help. Before I worked on this show, I was interested in things like cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, When I was a young kid, I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder. So I was very into sort of like different little tricks to keep that under control. So like the idea of self-improvement is something that I'm very open to and very interested in. So I think if books have science behind them, like what to say when you talk to yourself, as I recall, had some um, objective facts in there rattling around. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Just yeah. a few. a, a few. few rolling around in that Cool. Book. Well, as long as there's a few. Uh, and <laughs> I think that sort of stuff is helpful because there are smart people trying to study these things to help us mm-hmm. help ourselves. And I so I think it's ultimately a good thing. And I like how this show tries to figure out, like, which ones are stupid and uh, which ones are helpful.
0: Can I give a little tidbit on Cameron here? Oh, please. This is sure. so funny. During season one, Cameron, toward the end of season one, came to me and he's like, Kristen, I have to confess something to you. And I said, what? I've never heard of any of these books. I'm like, what? You've yes. never heard of The Secret? That You've made me never feel heard old of magic. when you up? said you never
1: yeah. heard of The Secret. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. The,
2: the only season one book I had heard of was Men Are From Mars because it was a huge thing. Because it was such a was big deal with kid. yeah. your kids. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think The Secret came out when I was in college or something. Right, and I was saying, say, you're attention. not
1: that much younger than me. And it came yeah. out when I was finishing up college. So you were probably like finishing high school or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But like once I learned about The Secret, I started hearing people reference. It all over the place, like, right? I, yeah, I, I get that it's in our cultural consciousness. I think,
0: yeah. Once you start speaking the self-help vernacular, you you <laughs> see it everywhere. it, sure, it's everywhere. and like
2: condoing is totally a verb that people use, yes. or like that's another one that people reference all the time too.
0: Yeah, um, you're one, one of like, us now. Yeah, one <laughs> of us. I totally one am. Of us.
1: Here's a question from a listener named Irina. She wants to know, Cameron, how many hours of work go into each episode
2: on average? Well, um, the research and writing is Jolenta and Kristen. And do you guys want to share how much, how long that takes you? It's two weeks. Two straight. weeks, I would say, about
1: two <laughs> weeks, <laughs> roughly. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then our recording sessions are like, well, we we spend twenty to thirty minutes just chatting about nothing in particular. <laughs> That's called it's the warm-up, very, warm up. very important, <laughs> part important. of the recording session. And then once we actually start doing our jobs. That's like maybe an hour or something. I don't know. Yeah. And during
0: that the, process, there's rewrites. Um, sure. That's when we'll pause it, and Yeah, Cameron will things. catch things and say, that doesn't actually make any sense at all, you guys. Right. Or, you Th- know, um, this
2: this is the first time all of the stuff sort of like comes to life off of the page and we can sort of all hear it together. And I haven't read the script at all when I come into the studio. So I have like fresh ears on it and I can say if something is boring or it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, which it, is really important because yes, I we mean, need that. Joel and I can't always telephone. When you're boring, living by a book. Sense. yeah. yeah especially when the rules substance. are so stupid or no offense if people like a book that I think is stupid, but right. if the rules are just overly convoluted or complicated. Right. Cameron will right, right.
1: often have notes about the rules we distill from the book about like all oh, the language is insane and like yeah. a normal <laughs> a normal human would not be able to understand this. Yeah. You have to rewrite it. Translate we're like, Oh right, terms. we've been living in the land of this one particular book. Right. Not Everyone else lives
2: here. Yeah, yes. I'm like I don't speak. Yeah, secret. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: And then, so after we do the initial recording session, then the episode is pretty much in your hands, right, Cameron? Yeah.
2: After the first recording session, it's kind of a tight turnaround. I probably spend seven hours, eight hours putting Oof. the first draft together. Maybe it's usually split up between like. It it all happens in 24 hours, but I'll start editing right after we leave the studio, and for like four hours, I'll put together half of it, then the next day, another couple hours or whatever.
0: Um, Yeah, and he has, if anybody knows what editing software looks like, you'll go up to Cameron's desk, and he has so many tracks. He has the tracks of Jolenta's home tape, my home tape, studio tape of Jolenta, studio tape of me. Music tracks. Music tracks, um, Cameron's own track of when he's giving us directions, so there are so many Multiple lines of audio that he's dealing he with. He
1: looks like a wizard.
0: Yes. He <laughs> is a looks wizard. like a wizard <laughs> okay. on a computer. A very nerdy wizard yes. who uses yeah. technology. A wizard no with big headphones on. Sure. Yes. And then combined, the three of us come up with, after listening to that first cut you make, Yeah, all of us, with Cameron being the first, come up with things that we think need to be improved or cut or what have you Yeah
2: yeah yeah that's when you guys I think have the fresh ears because I'm very in it and I have to give you guys the first draft and uh
0: I think it's really funny one episode recently the um tarot card the wild unknown uh-huh. Cameron really loved the voice of my um tarot card reader oh, Do you right, oh, that? right 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 yeah. and the tape was running like voice. five yes. or 6 minutes long and um, Joel and I were like, oh, that tape is really dragging. <laughs> like, yes, Cameron,
1: I <laughs>
2: it's like a ten-
1: <laughs> 20 minute clip Cameron, of this reading. Really yeah,
2: I, uh, <laughs> I doubled it up. I thought we could loop it. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah,
1: Cameron's uh, like, oh, we don't want the whole podcast just to be this woman talking. I feel like
2: we should build in a nap for the listener <laughs> yeah, 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 the yeah. center of
0: the episode. Yeah. She had a very soothing voice. She, she had did. a very soothing voice. So it's funny that sometimes, Cameron, you'll feel certain ways about the tape and will feel certain ways about the tape, and then all combined. The right. three of us, our brains work together to make right. each show. Yeah. So back
1: to the timeline. We record it. Cameron takes it for about a day and a half, turns it around really quickly, uh, gives us a first draft of the episode. We have it for then usually about a day. We take notes, we listen, and write. sometimes
2: you have it for an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so
1: sometimes we get it a few hours beforehand. And listen and um, cram some notes. Yeah, we together. listen real fast, make a second draft of the script, get back in the studio, and that. How long does that take?
2: Uh, the second studio session. Yeah. Oh, less time. Right. It, it can take anywhere between five minutes to an hour, depending on how much we have to fix.
0: And then you have to edit that again. So, all of those multiple tracks, there are now additional multiple tracks then. So, yeah. there are two it really sets is... of like
1: a full episode yes. essentially. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. If
0: you go up to Cameron's desk, anyone who's lurking behind Cameron, you'll be blown away by how much work he does with all of this. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I have to ask you though, Cameron. Uh-huh. That is the best possible circumstances. What we just laid out. Sure. Let's talk about the very hardest episode you ever had to make. Oh which yeah. I think oh, yeah. I, I think I know which one it I is. I think it's a toss-up between two things, but I want to hear what Cameron says. Yeah. I,
2: I gave a presentation about this episode. No, at like a did you? Wide meeting one time. Oh, I uh, hope it's the one I'm thinking. Because I was just like, here's the difference between things going smoothly and things <laughs> being a garbage fire.
1: <laughs> what we make garbage fires, Cameron?
2: <laughs> um, no, it was the clown. Cl- <clears throat> It was the Class with the Countess episode in season one. And there were just so many more revisions. As we just said, usually there are two studio sessions. I think there were about six studio sessions. I would say it's usually
1: roughly two studio sessions and about like a work week's worth of time to put together an episode after we've lived by the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one.
2: We kept shopping around this episode to different People at our company and stuff, too, to be like, is this insane? Are we insane? <laughs> and it's mainly
1: just because we broke from our normal
0: format. Right, And we did.
1: staged
2: essentially a reality show blowout. Yeah.
0: We yeah. wanted to do a little bit of a Real Housewives fight, actually, in the episode, which was... Heightened reality. I would you say might it was say, based on some, some, some real-life disagreements
1: Kristen and I had on, like, walks to the bathroom and
2: such. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was a weird thing because we were like, people are going to be confused by this, or some people are. We, yeah. are, we are switching things we up. We will
1: be alienating some listeners. Yeah, it like, was a dangerous
2: risk. So it was like, how many people do we want to alienate?
1: And how long did it take to put it together? Do you think oh, like God. months well, right? forever?
2: It was so like drawn out. Yeah. We made lots of other episodes in the time that it made. Yeah.
1: I think we pushed lot. it later in the season. I think it was
0: two months. To yeah. Make I would say one. I feel
1: like it was over a mm-hmm. month. It was like as long as it took to put together our pilot, if not longer. Yeah. yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. Really good question, Arena. Thank you. Thanks, Arena. Thanks. Here's a question, which I'm sure is going to make you feel possibly uncomfortable to answer. Oh, good. But we don't care. But we don't care. I'm not
1: scared. Because Cameron
0: tells all. (laughs) (laughs) Cameron, what is the most annoying thing that Jolenta and I do that you have to edit out all the time?
2: Oh, this does make me uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) We're going to take this as useful coaching so that in the future we can be better.
2: Well, who should I start
0: with? Start with me, okay, me, me. With Kristen. Kristen really wants you to start um, with her.
2: Kristen does this funny thing where where she repeats certain things over and over. It's not that you're like redundant when you're talking or anything, but if you get excited and say like... Yes, totally. Yes, totally. Yes, totally. You'll do yes, like, you'll, totally. like, it's like a stone <laughs> skipping through water and I'll just have to trim off like two of them. So it's uh. just one. Or in like transitional phases where you're like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> and oh. I'll just like trim some of the okays. Um, whereas Joe Lenta just has a lot of ums and likes yeah. that I trim out. I've been but. trying
1: to work on my likes.
2: I can't criticize you for that because the times when I've had to edit my own voice, including probably this time right now, I have to trim tons of likes from myself. When
1: I was a kid, I'll never forget in third grade, I consciously worked at putting like in my vocabulary every few words. Because I wanted to be a valley girl.
2: Oh, my God. Wow. It was, like,
1: 1995. That is like,
2: fascinating. Yeah.
1: And I, my friends and I were like, we want to be, like, clueless. And we're uh-huh. going to start inserting like. And we were in Oregon. So California yeah. was always doing the cool thing. We're just one shitty state north. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. just were desperate to catch up. And I worked really hard at putting it in. So now I feel like I have to work. Just as hard, if not harder, to, to take it out after 20 years.
0: Yes, 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 sorry. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, All right,
1: okay, okay. Got it, okay. Okay. got it,
0: okay. got it. Okay. Got it. Um, okay, I have a question. <laughs> so like, I have like a question. Actually, I think a lot of the listeners have the same question Yeah, because I, think we I get yeah, this question sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or we get it in
1: more of like a scolding form against us? Yes. Yes, we yeah. do. They're not
0: actually scolding Cameron. No, I mean, no. They don't scolding, they have me not me, asked yeah. what
1: Cameron thinks about <laughs> this, but yeah. I feel like I'd like Cameron to weigh in on this subject. Cameron, are we too hard on straight white dudes?
0: Oh, by the way, oh, listeners, Cameron is do a straight Do you identify as a
1: as a gendered, straight, white dude? I
2: do, all of the above. Um, My answer is no. I do think, because I've read a lot of the listener mail, so I know what people's criticism is. Mm -hmm. I think think the way things are phrased sometimes makes people misinterpret what you guys are doing or what you're being critical of. Mm -hmm. Um, Because people say, like, oh, you shouldn't hate on someone just because they're a straight white man, which is obviously true. Yeah, totally. I don't think you guys are doing that. Um, I happen
1: to be married to one. Me too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) One of my best friends is a straight white man. (laughs) One
1: of my my only (laughs) producers is a straight white man. Uh,
2: No, I I think uh, people misinterpret that just because, like, I think you guys might take as a given that everyone knows what you're doing, so you might say something like, ugh, straight white dudes, blah, blah, blah. When really you are just maybe pointing out blind spots that the authors are having. Like in the right. case of Mark Manson, it was he was considering something to be a revelation that you guys had. That it, and you said like anyone who's not a straight white man figured this out forever ago. So then the book looks like it's kind of reinventing the wheel in a way which mm-hmm. like authors which shouldn't it isn't do it's if bad if you've right? had an
1: experience that isn't that of a straight yeah, yeah, yeah. white
2: dude right exactly and i think that's valuable it's a conversation about perspective it's a conversation about um, how different people experience the world differently in straight white men have blind spots. Um,
1: And it's not their fault, but like when their experience is the default societal experience in America and they're writing books a lot of the time for like women who tend to buy self-help books, we want to point out like this isn't a universal experience. This is the experience of like being the person who society gives the most benefit of the doubt.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Hopefully we create enough framing and context throughout a 35 to 40 minute episode where hopefully... That other context we're creating gives you the takeaway that it's not a case of attacking straight white men; it's a case of this is attacking the the ideology of this this book. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Here's a lighter question before we go into break. You come up with the Easter egg in every episode. You surprise us, Joel and I. Never hear that little uh, outtake at the end of each episode. We never Mm. hear that until the episode goes out, and it's a surprise for us. It's a surprise for the listeners. Which is your favorite one that you've come up with so far?
2: Oh gosh, I really liked the Mark Manson one, where where Jolenta bumped into the wall <laughs> That's and my then apologized to the one. wall. Is
1: there has there been an Easter egg you've loved that we weren't allowed to use?
2: Yes, there was one. Um, it was we're both looking at Kristen because
1: she's the one who forbade it. I don't remember what it is, but I, I know d- we're I both afraid of it. I did remember until this
2: morning, and I looked it up. It was. Um, so <laughs> it was a lot of penis puns. So oh. it was like So
1: wait, were you heavily involved in that, Kristen? No, oh. it it was or maybe
2: not even puns, but you Jolenta said, "Okay, from the top, from the tippy." And then started giggling, oh, God, no. and then right. and then we, we just started them. talking no, just about just some it. jokes
1: <laughs> about just the tip. And Kristen no. immediately pulled
0: a like nope. middle aged yeah. mom and was like, "No, we yeah. cannot use yeah. this. Yeah. Nope,
2: nope." And it of wasn't... course, we were like, "It's
0: please, fine. Kristen, come on." Nope, nope. We have we 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 do use some barnyard language on the show, but we are not that sexy of a show. Despite that one episode with the hot tub, we are not a very sexy uh, show. True. <laughs> true. Yes. We are yeah, and that's not what our advertisers want. That's not what our listeners want.
1: Well, speaking of advertisers, why don't we take a quick break and then we'll get back to even more questions about Cameron, including ones about his life outside of this podcast. <gasps> Apparently, he has
0: a life outside of yes, us. Yes. Yes. We're going to ask Cameron personal questions right after this break. Yeesh. Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. All right, we're back with our special Between Seasons Tree, our bonus episode, Cameron Tells All. And now we're getting to some questions about Cameron's life outside of By the Book. And we're starting with a question from Sabrina. Sabrina wants to know, Cameron, what podcast do you listen to when you're not working on By the Book?
2: Oh, well, I listen to a lot of just like comedy interview shows kind of because I just want to get into the heads of comedians that I like all the time. So, you know, I I like shows like S-Town. I like the good, well-produced shows, but the ones that I just gravitate towards all the time are just like very simple, unstructured interview shows. Um, I was binging one yesterday when I was traveling uh, and it's called Crazy in Bed and it's hosted by uh, two comedians, May Wilkerson. And, oh, I love uh, Mae Wilkerson. Me too. She is wonderful. Uh, May Wilkerson and Alyssa Limperis. I think her I name forget, is. I feel
1: like I know both of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah very it's, good comedians. It's
2: like a UCB podcast network show. And uh, they just talk about mental health issues and stuff. Mm. Uh, they often have a guest on who like has a specific issue that they're talking about, but it is like so good for anyone who struggles with anything. They're very good at just like making you feel not alone. Um, and one of my favorite shows for a long time, and still is one of my favorite shows, I go back to it, is YOY oh, with Andrea yes, Salesi. That was for a long time the one show that I felt like I had to listen to every time an yeah. episode came out. Um, yeah, for anybody who's ever really, been really single
0: good. or is single or has navigated yes. the world of dating, and I can say as somebody who's married, but who I easily went on over 200 online dates before I met Dean. And I, you were going through a phase. Yeah, remember? Mentioned. Yeah. Well,
1: you had gotten out of a long term relationship, and yes. and, you and were I was ready
0: going to town. <laughs> you were seeing what
1: was out there.
0: There's so much out there, and that Ugh. podcast Why yeah. It's so good because it kind of gets oh, to fantastic. everything that's out there. It's so good, good yeah. and bad and bizarre and magical. And yes, and um, Andrea, the host, she's just so you know raw and quirky, and the questions she asks are so yeah. interesting. Oh my God, so I would
2: have like. Real like aha moments while listening to that show oh, that I would amazing. like bother her about the next day. I'd be like, Oh my god, I like this was hu- like I had a breakthrough today <laughs> because of this show. Yes, <laughs> YOY
1: just became Cameron's therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> oh, I, I, I love would highly it. recommend that show. <laughs> I think you have good taste, Cameron. Thank you. So technically, I guess this question is for Kristen and I, but it's about Cameron. So I feel like it counts. This mm. question is. Jalent and Kristen, tell listeners something about Cameron that they don't
0: know. Oh, wow. There's so much to say about how sweet he is. He's just the absolute sweetest. He has um, a rotating wardrobe of flannel shirts and sweaters, and there's like three flannel shirts and three sweaters. Yes. And... He, um, fashion, if we're going to stick to that topic, he did get a new jean jacket this year that he's super proud of. Yeah, he's been rocking some hardcore denim. Yeah, and when the three of us wear our jean jackets, the three of us look like we're in a band together. That's very
1: true. We do wear jean jackets at the same time often. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. I'm trying to think about something real good. Mm. I mean, I don't know if we've talked about on air that Cameron has a twin bed. Oh, Oh, I do have a
2: twin bed. I've been really thinking about upgrading that guy, but... Yeah. You have
1: a bed frame, right?
2: Yeah, I have a Okay, that's good. I'm very like I, I we've gone over Kristen's cheapness on the show a little bit mm-hmm. and I definitely have a lot of that in me. I'm very cheap, uh kind of minimalist. So like yes. when I moved to New York, I bought a mattress for like $70 and was it, it was secondhand? on the ground for like a year. It was secondhand. No!
0: Oh, Cam. You do not buy secondhand mattresses in Brooklyn.
2: Now I feel like I'm tarnishing my reputation. I
0: I mean,
1: I knew it was a twin, but I was like, he has a frame. It's okay, but.
2: mm. I Mm, did. Yeah, I got a frame. Secondhand. Yeah. No, you got to be
1: careful about that.
2: Yeah. It's embarrassing, kind of. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up the twin (laughs)
1: bed. (laughs) It was just the first thing I could think of that. And you often have PB&J for lunch, which I think is cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: I actually have it for a late breakfast.
0: Oh, I eat a
2: PB&J every day at at 11 a.m. Yeah.
0: So how many meals a day do you eat then?
2: I eat three. I just backshift everything. Everything's designed so that I'm not hungry at night.
0: Mm, oh, you and I are like the opposite. You know how Well, my I... metabolism
2: really makes quick work of things. So That's I true. So I oh, get yeah. on top of it or, or I get shaky.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Okay, so I Cameron, didn't realize Cameron, also,
1: that. wait, I, ha- I have a little-known fact that I might have made up, but don't people uh, around the office call you Old Man Drews, or did I make that up? Oh, you totally up? made that up. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so I, little-known fact, I call Cameron Old Man Drews because he says things like, otherwise I'll get shaky, <laughs> like an old man. I
0: like to think that I came up with the nickname <laughs> Old Man Drews, though. I feel like possible. I heard it. I feel like I heard it. No, yeah, I feel like I made it up happened. because Cameron, at one point, was in a pitch meeting talking Talking about something with millennials. Oh yeah, I and was the things you were saying idea. about millennials sounded like yeah. kids get off my lawn. Yeah. And then afterward, I, like, I, I started calling him Old things. Man Drews. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. younger people here. I Yeah, I, assume. <laughs> I know. Yeah.
2: But I pitched an idea where the thing was like, I don't understand millennial things. I don't yes. know. It's I still don't have like an Instagram. You run our Instagram. I, don't I know. know Every works.
1: time I try to tag Cameron, I'm like, oh right. Boy doesn't know how to take pictures on his phone, probably. No, I'm also, yeah,
2: I'm very bad at taking pictures. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> little known, just little known can't fact. can't do
2: it. I don't know how. That's why
1: Every- all of the pictures of us in studio look so fucking ugly. <laughs> all <of> the, well, <laughs> that's why I have to airbrush the shit out of everything. I was going to say, all of of the pictures are you
0: do your stuff.
2: Yeah, because yeah, I have true.
1: apps better. I have paid for. To make
2: us look better. <laughs> Anytime someone asks me to take their picture, I have to deal with them being so disappointed when they just turn the phone around. And they're like, uh,
0: like I, I guess it is Let's a Let's try photo. another
2: one. It's just like, it's not going to be good. Yeah. i sorry. That's
1: a good
0: one. That's oh. a good one. Um, can we backtrack a second to your mm-hmm. bedroom, Cam? Okay. Okay. So Ugh. that room with your beautiful <laughs> used twin bed. At one point, you <laughs> mentioned that in that room, you also have a whiteboard.
2: Yes, I have a dry erase board.
0: <laughs> yes. and. Listener Allison has a question about that. Um, This was during the epilogue of what to say when you talk to yourself. She wanted a reminder of what you wrote on your whiteboard and if things have changed since then.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, what I wrote on the whiteboard, this was part of the what to say when you talk to yourself epilogue. Epilogue. Yeah. And I was talking about my negative (laughs) self-talk. I realized I had written on my whiteboard. Uh, stop sucking at comedy. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Which I thought was a fun motivational tool. But, but you uh, you Chad, Chad would not Helmstetter agree Helmstetter with you. would have said you that's guys. damaging said no. self-talk. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: So does your whiteboard still say that?
2: No, I erased it and then I thought, what should I replace it with? And I wrote, you could be worse at things. No,
0: Cam! Cam.
2: Hey, baby steps, it's close to, uh, it's almost positive.
0: Okay, Cam, while we're on the topic of your comedy, can we talk about what your stand-up comedy is about? Sure.
2: Well, I'm still kind of in the early stages of it, so I throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Uh, that's kind of how it goes. I'm right. sure oh, totally. you understand. Yes. For all the things. I would love to have the luxury of deciding exactly what I want to talk about. Though I, one thing that does tend to come up over and over is I talk about how I look younger than I am. I've seen you do a set about that. Yeah, because well, and it, I have
0: not because Cameron won't let me go to see him do live shows. <laughs> well, I used, I, don't show. I used to run a show. I used
1: to run a show
2: that occasionally
1: had an open mic, and I think one time I like forced Cameron to go and like rigged the open mic so he would do stand up and I could see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it again. It, it was very get fun. Me in there.
2: I enjoyed it. Um, He's really good, you was, guys. Too. <laughs> <laughs> He's really funny. Oh, stop. I'm serious. But that, that was something that I didn't really ever intend to talk about going into it but when I first started trying comedy people were like no one knows how old you are and it's confusing yeah. do you want to tell <laughs> so the listeners like, how old okay. you are? you don't have to if you don't want to but. Uh, I'm 27 but everyone thinks you're in high school I would say like I'm you could
1: younger. play an um, Like a seventeen-year-old tomorrow. Yeah, probably. I I
2: I am maybe too young looking to play a seventeen-year-old on TV (laughs) because they always get like thirty-year-olds to play seventeen-year-olds. I
0: feel like. Yeah, if you look at Riverdale, oh my god, all those kids look. They're older than I am. Yeah, Yeah. Um,
1: Cameron, we've gotten this question a lot. I've gotten it in my personal email. I've gotten it via Instagram direct messenger. So I feel like it's time to ask this question.
0: Also, we've gotten it at live shows. Yeah. We've gotten it by email. We've gotten Mm. this question in every
1: form possible. And that question is, Cameron, are you single?
0: Uh What's going on? Yeah. What's happening with your romantic life? I am
2: single. Yes. I think we've. Successfully made me look unattractive on this podcast. No, my, we uh, talked about how cute you I are. looking? No. What are you
0: talking about? <laughs> We're and working on the bed, ladies uh, and or right. gentlemen. And you're eligible. You are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He you has a job. I can vouch an for that. Bachelor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's super funny, and he's very sweet, very smart. Are you on the apps?
2: I'm on the apps a little. I I haven't. I've taken a break for, like, a couple of weeks and it feels really good. It does. I, I, when I've, I was
1: on the apps, I was, like, I was starting and deleting accounts, like, every other day.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's, it's not fun. It's, like, being single right now in this day and age, I think, is very, very stressful. It's a lot of awful. work because I yeah.
1: feel like I was, you know, I started dating Brad, uh, like, when OKCupid was around, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Tinder wasn't a thing yet. And it was still sort of like, eh, if you're single, you're expected to maybe try, like— for a date or two a month from OkCupid. But now if, when, like, all my friends are on the apps, if they're not swiping and, like, meeting someone for coffee every, like, other day, then what are they doing? Right.
2: That's why I, like, that's why so many people delete and reinstall the app so often because once you get it off your phone or, like, once you disable your account for a bit, you just, like, don't think about it and it's really nice for a while. But when you have it, or the thing I always say about online dating is that, it reminds you that you're single every single day. And, yeah. and that you have a problem. And like that
1: notifications
2: you pop up about
1: it yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time too. Yeah.
0: That's yeah, yeah. like whereas, that horrible like, app it's like I the moment sp- app yeah. but for you yeah. know no, like, being exactly. alone. You're just trying to make me feel bad yeah. about my life right now. It's like, yeah. Thanks. Where,
2: whereas if I if I don't have that around, I'm not dwelling on yeah. my singleness all the time. I'm just sort of existing. I'll think about it sometimes. But it's not like, like there's
1: a missing piece. Alert, right. alert, maybe this person yeah. will fill it. Right. <laughs>
2: And so it's like I don't know if anyone is feeling super stressed out by apps. I highly suggest taking lots of breaks,
1: or you can do it, Kristen did and just, just date like go,
0: go like five dates on Thanksgiving in a row. there were so many dates, yeah oh my God.
2: you 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 have always yeah i I feel like you had a really like, positive attitude yeah. about it that I have not been able to to really work up. Though I will say that, like, sometimes... One thing I have enjoyed about online dating is even if I don't see the person again, I often leave with, like, music recommendations or sometimes I'll have a new app on my phone that, like, does something. Um, Not another dating app, but, like, it'll be, like... <laughs> A game or something. So I often do get something out of every day probably. And that's kind of fun.
0: Yeah. And I think that no matter what, if you go in with the attitude of I'm going to get something interesting out of this, if it's a story I've never heard right. or a suggestion for a song to meeting listen to, a new person in your city. Yeah. Yeah. Like just it's,
1: learning about like someone who doesn't work with you or like yeah. hang out with your friends too. Like is yeah. also nice. You're always yeah.
0: gonna get something out of it. And sure. you know, ideally it's not Something horrible or traumatizing. Hopefully, it's something that is interesting or maybe a little magical.
1: Maybe. And if you ever want someone to just arbitrarily swipe through shit, like I'm always available. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Me too. I love love doing that after a drink (laughs) or two, just getting someone else's (sighs) phone and like going nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good times. Okay, good to know. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Cameron, for telling all. Yes. You're so
2: welcome.
0: You did it. And thank you to the listeners who wrote in with questions for Cameron. And um, Cameron, we just are not going to. force you to do this again for a while so yeah yeah, yeah. We, we promise told we all you. my, uh, you've
1: told all you don't have to tell all again <laughs> yeah for many months yes okay
2: great no i had fun thank you for having me thank you thanks
1: for,
0: for being recording you. this for us thanks for editing this right <laughs>
2: now yeah. <I> <laughs> yes
1: cameron edit faster i'll go clean
2: up this mess yeah
1: cameron can you make this not boring
2: uh-huh. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Before we officially sign off on the last of our season two bonus episodes, it is time to announce our season three book that we are going to debut with, and that book is Bumpa Dantan Tata. You Are a Badass! How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. What is the definition of a badass? What if you have a really good ass? What if you have a small ass? Can you be a badass with minimal ass? We'll find out in two weeks with the Season 3 premiere of Buy the Book.
1: And that's it for this bonus episode of Buy the Book.
0: You can reach us at 505-510-BOOK or write to us at buythebook at panoply.fm.
1: And don't forget, you can always tweet at us at Jalenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at the Book Pod.
0: Huge thanks to our very special guest and our producer today, Cameron Drews. Yay, Cam! Yay. 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 And as always, thanks to our managing producer, Mia Lobel. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Bye-bye. Cameron, you have to say Bye. That. Bye. 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 If you had to hand off your duties for a day, what would you tell the person filling in that they had to know about me and Jolenta?
2: Oh my gosh, that is a tough one. <laughs>
1: <Uh-oh>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I Oldest don't know closure. what advice to give. Full disclosure, this I question
1: say... was from my husband Brad, oh, really? and I think he just wanted you to talk shit about us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my advice to a new producer is: I would say be friends with them for a year beforehand, and then or
1: multiple start years, yeah. This yes. show. yeah. Just be in the peripheral. <laughs> yeah, I'm also just
2: cementing in my job yeah, security, so no like, one else yeah. can do it.
1: Wait, <laughs> there's a reason he's being so nice about this question. Yes.